Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, but the discussion is always on flair bartending. It's always on throwing matches. It's always on punching out your bar manager. shake. It's also about raw dogging on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Sand in the puss. Conceiving and starting your family. Yeah. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Ryan Snyder, with Hello, me as Ryan. always. Hello, my name is Gabriel Mara. I'm a comedian and a writer and a producer, and I host other podcasts. Ryan, who are you and how are you in that order? Uh, I am Ryan Snyder, bartender extraordinaire, mm, mm. food truck owner, uh, restaurant guy. You can put me in anything. I, I washed dishes this week. That's great. It was very fun. And we have a guest returning for another 80s movie yeah. for the third time. Three P, the mayor of Bethlehem. That's true. <laughs> Mr. Neil Himesoth, welcome El back, Skipperino. sir. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Hello, Always sir. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We're uh, killing the 80s. So we mm-hmm. should we should probably do this the, the home of Grony cheer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bartenders. Cheers, boys. Beautiful. To y'all. Mm. What's the line? If you ain't drinking, get out of here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like I've always thought you you you've you're a man of random good toasts. Do you have one now for us? No, I wish I remember the one from the movie. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. There was a good it's one. Always a good a good one. one. Yeah, something like yeah. like the brain is dead and something or other. Uh, uh, no, yeah, when the uh, right before the luck is gone, Coughlin. the brain is dead. But at least the we brain have is shot. At least we got or the liquor we got. Yeah, the yeah. liquor we got. Some yeah, of that nature. Yeah. We, should, we should memorize this. Yeah, anything. we should figure it out. Yeah, but yeah. So um, um, yeah, we did a movie. We did a movie. It's still the eighty-six list, by the way. It is, mm-hmm. and trailer. In one square mile of this saloon lies the greatest concentration of wealth in the world. Yes, but how was a bartender going to get his hands on any of it? This is the big time. Are you ready for the big time young Mr. Flanagan? I think I can handle it. This isn't what I ordered. Hey, hey, get your act together. A white wine. All right. Now, what was it that you ordered? A martini. What's in that? In many ways, the fool a customer. You will learn them all. Yes, Obi-Wan. You get the women, you get the bucks. And you can see the color of their panties, and you know you've got talent. Stick with me, son, I'll make you a star. You guys working for me? This is a real opportunity. Jet set bartenders, right? The Caribbean Jamaica man. Can I buy a drink? My rum specialties, perhaps? Bartender with a line for everything. The bartender. Now, he's about to be swept off his feet. Wish we could stay here forever. By the one thing he didn't expect. I don't tell me Brian Flanagan is in love. Lady's gonna do a number on you, mate. This is more than just a one-night stand. You made a move on her? I'm your friend, you dumbass! I don't have any friends! As of now, that is for sure! Your sexy little smile's not gonna work this time. What the hell is this? That's for you. $10,000. Is that all your daughter's worth? You think I'm letting some bartender walk into my family? I love you. I want to marry you. Throw this bum out of here! You're so hung up on money. See this? Jordan! This. Is how hung up on money I am. And as for the way I feel about you, I wish you never know. Solo. We should have said the movie name first and then trailer. Okay. Well, Too late now. No, well, it's cocktail. No, no. It's cocktail. I mean, if you're listening to this, you read the text, so. Yeah, you know yeah. it's cocktail. We don't need to hold your hand. You're growing We don't forward. bury the lead. It says explicit, yeah, so clearly. 1988 classic, mm-hmm. right? The, the epitome five, of all movies. The 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. 5% fresh. Ridiculous. Isn't that depressing? That's. This movie's genius. It's global. I love this movie. I think obviously we all love this movie, but I, I I don't think I can really truly blame the world for not getting it and not appreciating it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like from our standpoint of doing this gig, it is kind of like it is very eighties bartending. Yeah, it's uh, if it's the set up the story is pretty. Yeah, you want to break it down for us? Yeah, tell, tell, yeah, the, tell the kids this. Home, what, what, what? It's, it's pretty much it's like saying it's a, it's like my autobiography. Technically, <laughs> you want me to break it down for you? Um, you got out of military service. Yes, I just got out of serving my country. No, um, yeah, it's it's, a, it's about a young boy. I think rural. I want to say like upbringing. Came out of the service. No, he's uh, from Queens. From Queens. No, we're, we're, oh, did he just get out of the military really... where he gets in the bus? That's yeah. he's just off the. He's just in, yeah, the, like, they were um, just doing some cow so tipping outside of Queens. In Pat's bar, you get to <laughs> get hit. <laughs> possible. Um, you get some like in Pat's bar, you get like the wrap up that um, his father was a bartender, and um, then like when he died, his mother like passed. Also, all the furniture got repossessed, mm-hmm. and because living in Queens, he did some bartending with his with Uncle Pat. But then he went to join the service to find a way out, and now he's back. Okay, that's right. Now he's back, but he wants to make a million dollars, and that's a big. Driving force. Brian movie, Flanagan, I say, you know? played by none other than Tom Cruise. Mr. Tom Cruise, Senor Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's doing the thing that like most people who become lifers do. Is like oh, I'm just doing this to make money. I'm yeah. going to college on the side, and then realizing like, oh, this is actually pretty fun, and I can make a shit ton of money doing this. Yep. You also burn yourself the fuck out. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to do both ends. Yeah. yeah. And then he falls asleep in class. I mean, um, last year, that's what I was doing. I was going to class, and I was working at the same bar a few, a few two fools. This is what you were doing uh, a couple of years ago when I first started at the bar we worked you at. Were you No, no he was right. we had another gig. You had yeah. your coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you always seem to, like, multitask sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was opening up cafes, I just looked at bartending as, like, a... Mm-hmm. And when I first started the food truck over gig. the summer, it was, like, that for me, too. It was just, like... I fucking hate everyone. I just want to sleep. Like you saw mm-hmm. me more. Yeah, dude, you were dead. Yeah. You you were not functioning. Takes its toll. But then mm-hmm. uh, I think also the story takes you to you know love. Yeah. Yeah. The ups and downs too. Which it's we we just touched we touched experience. upon this last week. Did you ever watch uh, Five Year Engagement? Yeah. We yeah. were touching on like the um, randomly once. Yeah, that's why we so. had the the girls on last week to get like the perspective on like why you slum it with us. Kind of mm-hmm. thing, because yeah. I mean, in all three of our cases, we are we are dating or married way above our intelligence level. Yeah, no, we are all with um, professional, well educated. Yeah, say it out loud. No, I was saying like so. Yeah, D doesn't listen to this. So I can show the fuck. Yeah, professional doesn't listen to this. Maybe this was Michelle Monahan. No, I was. I'm talking to some. So I work at a new bar. I used to work at a craft cocktail bar with the both of you. It was a wonderful time, one of the finest times of my life. Great. Okay. And now I work at another bar. And are you still SLOing? As we speak, yes, Neil's right. ordering like, for the restaurant. <laughs> no, I'm like, it's all like, I, I'm now I'm the 30 year old bartender telling the 22 year olds, like, oh yeah, no, I've just been doing this for so long. What's bourbon? Yes, yeah, 51% corn, minimum aged uh, three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three years in uh, oak barrels. It's, you end up in this life. And it's, you know, you just pass it on down that, 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 that legacy. It's different. Yeah, different kind of intelligence, I always say, man. Yeah. You know, you're more street smart kind exactly. of stuff. You know, yeah. you're, you're a hustler Reading or a worker. As I think our, like, like as our man bartending is for people who were too smart for school or weren't really good at working hard. I'll go with that. Yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. The school system failed us and we wanted money. And we could get it by being hardworking and skilled at our work. I wish I would have found it earlier, honestly. You just got to have a good mouth on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. mouth. Nice smile. That, yeah. Good ears for listening. Yeah. So pretty much Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. He's so fucking charming in this movie. He's always charming. But he's super fucking adorable in this movie. It is. He's a little bit of a poet. Yeah. Um, I think we're all a little bit of a rhymers in the, in the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all got our one lines. Answers for everything. Yeah. Never be surprised. So continue with the plot description. Oh, well, yeah. So he gets into the industry, and then he meets, uh, I would say, the hero, the true hero of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) No, he meets his, 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 you know, the elder statesman, the mentor, the the man who's probably, you know, been in it for so long, that beaten down bartender, I feel like you always find a couple of them been in the industry for too long. Yeah. Maybe. Finds him, teaches him the ways of the... uh, Force, you know the ways of force. They <laughs> become, a, yeah. They become a team. Mm-hmm. They grow together. And then uh, obviously women get involved. Coglin teaches him a lesson. Breaks his heart. He has to go find himself. Terrible lesson. You know, Terrible finds himself lesson. Find himself in the worst of yes. places. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Jamaica. And then he finds the uh, love of his life. And uh, you know Elizabeth Shue. Mm, only to be challenged by Coglin yet again. Mm-hmm. Take the bait. 
again. Fuck it up with shoe. Yeah. You know. Appealing to his worst manliest side of refusing to back down from bet. Very narcissistic uh, habits of very uh, Marty yes. McFly. I was about Nobody to. Nobody calls me chicken. chicken. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. But does by the end of it, he, he does reach that fucking, like, Back to the Future 3, like, you think I'm actually going to race that asshole? Like, he kind of has that breakdown of, like, yeah. I don't need to be, well, he's dead, so he doesn't really need to be <laughs> anymore. And he gets the advice room in the letter of just, like, you know, Yeah, I never knew anything. Go be good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why the fuck were you listening to me this whole time? You're the only person who was listening to my bullshit over the last five years. Yeah. You know, it's just wonderful. Like, like this movie is as well planned, if not as well tonally executed, as Back to the Future. That first scene of Uncle Pat, when he comes back into the bar, he tells the entire plot of the movie. Pretty he much, He says, yeah. like, if you want to play, go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And like, what you got to do is, like, you want to end up like your dad? Do you want to have kids and raise a family in a bar? And he's like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to be rich and do it. So it's... It's um, screenwriting one on one. Your first scene, you tell the story of the entire movie, and you have like, the protagonist say, "That's not for me," but the journey is how it becomes them. Yeah, no, it's very true. Yeah. It's, you see it coming from a mile away a little mm-hmm. bit, but it is a very, very fun ride. I think, you know, Neil, let's yeah. start with you. What is your history with Cocktail? Nineteen eighty-eight, directed by Roger Donaldson, who's from New Zealand, Australia. Okay. I'm sorry. Nice little tidbit of info changes nothing for me. Uh, but it's good to know. I think uh, New Zealand bartending. Well, totally 1988. You know, I was born in '87. I like to think it was the first yeah, alcoholic like, movie that I watched. Um, yeah. Probably at some point in my life, I remember watching it as a younger kid, and I fell in love with it. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with me becoming a bartender, but as I became a bartender and I would catch it on TNT and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I only fell in love with the movie even more, I guess you want to say. Um, but yeah, I think everybody always dreams of that, like being able to do flair behind a bar. Uh-huh. It's your stage. The the times that they have at TGI Fridays, him and Coglin in the first couple of years that they work together uh, is awesome. Just the blast looks like so much fun. You're making mm-hmm. money. And yeah. It's very enticing. Singing Robert years. Palmer. Oh, God, yeah. Doing some hippie hippie shake, you know, it's, flirting with the ladies, getting the old really funny eyes. It's really good flair. It, and it is good flair. Well, it's, it's well, simplistic you know, flair, too. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's done with so much like charm and yeah. panache. And they do the, the good thing that you do in the movies. Like, they do it all, like, for the most part, one shot. And it's clearly like, mm. it's, it's Tom fucking Cruise doing bar flare. Yeah, it's, it's I great. bet if you ask him now, can you still do some bar flare? He just, like, do some sweet oh, double dude. palm spins and some, like, yeah. patch stuff. I mean, I like to think, like, how do you think you got Nicole Kidman? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, dude. He's probably rocking bar. some flare in between takes of uh, fucking Eyes Wide Shut. Her eyes were open. <laughs> and he was making cocktails. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I believe it. So Have you seen that movie? He could also play a hell of a billiards. Uh, like once or twice, the like the creepy scenes with all of them and like the things in the mask. Yeah, on, it's always remove your clothes. Yeah, it's just weird to me. Yeah, it's, I don't think yeah. it's a very good. Like movie. I woke up once like, really? on the couch at that part it? and it freaked me out. Uh, right, that's, that's the next. I'm not, a, I'm not a cubby fan. Oh, that's my next like hit on my Kubrick list. I think and Michelle Monaghan was like, "You're gonna hate it." And I was they're like, I don't... all great movies in their own way, but that one, I'm just like. See, this is this is where I disagree with you. When Danny and I did the show a couple weeks ago, he was like, "Gabriel doesn't like the beautiful, slow-moving movies." And you and I do. It's like no, I, I will, love I'll watch like movie. I I love like some Clockwork Orange kind yeah. of thing, like a slow build and a beautiful scene, and like I can understand why people don't like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think I'm really gonna like guys with shit. I think yeah. ultimately, I think I appreciate something that's built for speed. And if and that's kind of like a like he's the big hairy American winning machine. That's you know it, man. <laughs> and Kubrick's very much like watch my slow motion erection. I'm like, man, can I just suck it and be done? Yeah. Like, don't make me watch. If I had a dollar. Yeah. yeah. Every day. No. Every, I will. I will totally watch Kubrick's slow stroke. Dude, um, honestly, one of the eyes by shut for the show. That, that's a sex pick. There was a sex pick. If you want to spend Dude. three hours. Yeah. No. I. I well, we did. Well, you got to get more time. Crazy. That's to be true. Honest, yeah. yeah Handmade. That, that's a fucking. That, that was a long one. That's form and function in one. I think yeah. Kubrick's all form. There's very little function. Any hoozles. Back to bartending. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, mean, I think that's why I always fell in love with it. I, the last barman poet. Yeah. Is one of my favorite scenes ever. I, I am. And do you, how did you feel doing that on Gabriel's last I memorized last it for yeah. Gabe for And you know what? Day. I didn't see it and no one like recorded it. I'm I'm actually really happy. But I'm like either happy or butthurt about that. Like everybody <laughs> was so, I'm like, I like to think, um, 
you know, fixated on the performance mm-hmm. and enjoying the poem itself that nobody had time to take out their phones. Yeah. That or just nobody really gave a shit. Yeah. I, I feel like it's someone should have dragged me over. It's a combo. Yeah. I think it's a nice middle ground. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like too mystified. Yeah. But I've always loved that scene for the rest of like for, for my life. I just always thought it was such a clever little poem. Great timing. And thing. he's so fucking magnetic. Nails it. Yeah, like Tom Cruise is a movie star. Yeah. Like, like people always say the definition of a movie star is would like I'm gonna give you a list of two. There's two movies. One is starring Tom Cruise. One is starring not Tom Cruise. And people and your movie star defines it if you'll see the movie just because Tom Cruise is in it. Yeah, Tom Cruise and Denzel do the same thing. Oh yeah, he's like, oh Denzel's in it. Yeah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Another way about directors. Like I'll yeah. go see this movie just because X is directing. Actually, sidebar. Did you hear? Edgar Wright's gonna be in Ducktales. Yes. No. The okay. Bond Twenty Five. Oh yeah, um, Georgie Fox is doing it supposedly. No, the the director that they got for it. Yeah, Georgie Fox. No, Carrie. I'm sorry. Um, Daniel and I have a running joke where Carrie Georgie Fukunaga is pronounced Georgie Fox. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that that. Yeah, um, and Daniel. The, for I came those, in very excited the other day. I was like, "Yo, dude, the guy who directed the fucking True Detective season Detective one, is yeah, which is an amazing season. Yeah. I had no idea." That Daniel made a very accurate prediction to me that I think is going to come true. He's kind of like. Give it a few weeks, he's gonna get quit or fired. Okay. I mean, it happened on it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, Andy did a good job. They yeah. still use part of his script, though. Yeah. Georgie Fox is a genius. I like it. Yeah, Carrie Georgie Fox. That's mm. a dude or a chick? He's a guy. Oh, Carrie um, Georgie Fukunaga. Oh, nice. He also did an adaptation of Jane Eyre, it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> Ryan, your history with Cocktail, starring Elizabeth Shue. Tom Cruise and Brian Brown. All right. Is that called? This huh? is yeah. this is this is my like confession time. I've never sat down and watched this all the way through. Seriously? Jesus fucking crazy. I have no. I've, I did not know that. I've seen I've seen the entire movie, but like I, I've only seen it in like clips and pieces on TV. But I've never like sat down and watched it like T to B. Dude, this is this is on regular rotation That's on my VCR. No, I'll it's, be editing podcasts. I'll be doing nothing. It, it, the entire it's movie the exists up here. I, I've seen every scene, but never okay. never as one complete unit. Mm-hmm. And I like it better this way. It's yeah, nice. fair. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, I just I, I like the way it functions, like from start to end, because like. Even from it being thirty years removed from the industry we're in, like now, and like the eighties, wasn't the TGI industry. Fridays? Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's it's completely changed, but then you can see flourishes of like the things that like are still in today. So like uh, the one thing I've always talked to Gabriel about is like who me? Yeah, uh, the like personalities melding behind a bar, and like I I like seeing that because like seeing how those two work together. Mm-hmm. So like I like. Like, when we work together, like, we have, like, the different nights where we mix up personalities where it's me and you and Big Red or me, you, and the wild child. Like, you can get a different flavor of how the night's going to go by throwing in one other random personality. And I thought we were on, like, when Gabriel was there, we had, like, a really perfect thing going that was, like, really consistent. We had a really good balance. I think it was consistency across the board because it was all three of us every Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you always knew it was going to happen. Like, I know he's got that end of the bar. They're going to be entertained and they're going to be tipping consistently. And then like the random sing-alongs that would start. Like <laughs> yeah. that was like our thing It's like, you know, you yeah, would start listeners. with something or that stupid song that I hate would come on at Funhouse, and then you two would needle with me. And brass and pocket. Yeah. I'm going to use it. And I you just two would start and I just be like, God damn it, I hate you both. Yeah. Don't you. Make it, make it notice. No, I'm not, we had, listeners who don't know, we were a bartending team, much yeah. like in Cocktail. And I think we had a really good setup because we all covered each other's, like, Faults and med backs. We did a really good job. No, it was, it, was, yeah, it was one of my favorite teams. It was a, yeah. was a symbiotic season. relationship. Like, literally, the only problem I ever had with you two was you guys kept on dropping bottles next to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I that was like literally that the only problem. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Everything else, perfect. Yeah. The one fucking thing. Just one fuck yeah. Oh god, I can it's think right about it now. Well, it like yeah. hurts my eyes and my ears. Dude, my ears right there every time you do it. It makes you feel better. I still do it. <laughs> not oh, it's, I guess I'm not there and it here. pisses off the wild child wasn't just you mm-hmm. yeah, to no extent he gets yeah. really tight about that yeah, who does? Oh, Dale. 
Mm. Uh, the idea is to make you uncomfortable back there. Oh. <laughs> Stay sharp, kid. Like, I, sharp. I feel sweat behind my eyebrows thinking about that noise. Which is why I'm expecting it. Yeah, it's like clank. Use your hand, put in the bucket. That's I was exactly like, oh, what he said. I, I felt yeah, like he's it. like, how hard is it to just gently put it in? It's like, okay. dude, we're busy. Like, I'm getting another. I, I was for months. I was like, I'm getting my own bin on this side, and I'm gonna take all of your bottles. I'm gonna put them quietly in this corner. You don't get to break any more bottles. Which but they never like, did in the movie, P.S. No yeah. bottle broke. Yeah, yeah. He that? didn't drop them. Oh, he didn't really drop Even when he was doing flare, he just awkwardly caught it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You can tell there's some rust. But I mean, obviously, yeah, it was a, it was a movie about growth. Yeah, no, it's, I, hmm. I think it's that's exactly it. It's just a mm-hmm. really a good A human body movie about growing growth. inside another human body. So it's true. There was a break. Yeah. He got spooked twice. He did make a baby. Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a really solid movie, top to bottom. Like it's cookie cutter, like totally, totally cookie cutter. But it pertains to our lives, and we. That's true. Well, I think it also though is a catalyst of some of the. uh, It was definitely did not help the social view of our uh, career over the years. No, it was Jordan's dad being like, "You are not marrying a bartender." I think, and just to piss him off, she went and married a bartender. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I think it set us back. Back a couple of years, if you think about it. I don't think. I think that we're I think generally. That, I speaking, think that connotation is still. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not really the most reputable people for very good reasons, and I think it makes around. our job look super cool and super charming. Um, there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where um, Neil Patrick Harris and uh, Josh Bradner, the main dude, they are tasked to be to watch over a bar, and the entire time it's them being like, "We're doing cocktail." <laughs> like like the, the, the bar's suddenly full of customers and they're like they're having a telepathic conversation so Josh Radner's like Neil Patrick Harris we have to kick everyone out we gotta get out of here like like the bartender's gonna come back any second now we gotta get out and Neil Patrick Harris just like telepathically sends him like Kokomo bars <laughs> like shrugging he's like you're right. Let's keep the bar open longer. Yeah. No, I, I think part of why I wanted to get into bartending was a little bit of this movie because to be the coolest guy in the room. Yeah, no, no matter what. Well, I mean, I had I had the cassette of like a cassette of the cocktail soundtrack. So as a little kid, like nine years old, I had my Walkman and listened to the co- like the cocktail soundtrack. It was the hip hippie shake and his Kokomo. God, I fucking love Kokomo so much. And then when I started bartending, I'm like. It's gonna be just a cocktail. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. Definitely have your moments. Yeah, my girlfriend now. I picked her up at the bar. She's also coincidentally your neighbor. That's actually more how I got together with her. Not no, she was a pretty consistent regular. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't come in as much anymore. So That's true. I'm kind of yeah. pissed. You took away at least like five bucks of me a week. Yeah. 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 Yep. No. I'm gonna try to bring her in, and she's kind of like, "I'll just stay in." I can. I was teaching her how to make cocktails the other weekend. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Shake needs a little work, but it's yeah. All right. No, she's like, "How's my shake?" I'm like, "Your form's okay, but I, you're... when I saw it, I was like, "That really looks like you learned from Gabriel." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. real like tight. Yeah, in and tight. And she's like, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta loosen it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Five I, 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 I definitely <laughs> got the tendonitis from shaking poorly. Yeah, that's you, true. You, I was wearing that brace you for like weeks. How much it wears you down, man? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think our, 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 you know, hero, our, uh, I would, Brian, our I, mentor, I would, I would call him a hero. I think our mentor, Coglin, <laughs> shows you the other side. I think people forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, the dark side. You do see the other side of what the industry can do to you. Yeah. You know, it wears you down over you some down. years, you know. Mental illness is a big thing in the restaurant industry. There, yeah. it's yeah. high stress environments constantly, and you're constantly being critiqued. Yeah, yeah. and you're gonna be a secretly. Well, you don't want to ruin it for people, right? But yeah. like Coglin, I mean, you seek attention oh, you because you're that kind yeah. of person. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. One, don't get your hopes up that Louis the Tray mm-hmm. is cheap. Because it's not five hundred dollars anymore. No, it's definitely more than that. Uh, back in the movie, that was for a bet, which is an amazing. Brandy <laughs> that comes in a glass. Bottle, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Uh, and our crystal. man Coglin, I guess, just it's a low point, you know. Yeah. Joe's like, uh, you know, you don't when you don't marry for love and you marry for money, you know, you can end up in a very pretty depressing state. And man, off himself with a crystal bottle. I think it's not just the love thing. It's it's it's, it's your it's your aunt and grasshopper. He's always he's that's he's really like 
I actually don't know anything about running a business. I was just getting by on charm, and I didn't actually know anything. Man. I think he's, he's that great example that secretly we may pretend to be as confident as possible. Your bartender is just as sad, scared, and anxious as you are, except they are taking care of you. <laughs> or just better at hiding it. Or just much better at hiding it. Yeah, but they bury that all down to make yeah. sure you have yourself a fantastic evening. Exactly. You know, they, yeah. they go home, and we slit Stop our throats if, like Louis XIII. We drown them. Yeah, in the Where are your sponges? <laughs> I've always said that like Friday night is the worst shift because I, I fucking hate Friday mm-hmm. night. Yep. It's been very apparent lately, just to give you a heads up too. Like yeah. it has. I feel like lately, lately Fridays at, really our, at our spot, yeah. it's just been like, damn, dude. That's awful. So take it out on us. You know? yeah. like, calm down. We're trying to make sure you have a good time and then mm-hmm. just like constantly well, kicking the balls. Listeners who aren't industry professionals, Friday night is the worst night of the week because Saturday customers, you made a plan to go out to the bar. You're there to have a good time. Your Friday night customers are just getting off work. They finished the work week. And even if everyone is 10% less patient and 10% more of a dick, that like we deal with hundreds of customers. Those 10% bleed onto us and those Friday nights are the worst because Friday night is the night the customers take it out on the bartender. And all of them do. Even the best people will be a little shittier on Friday. And you're getting yelled at by your boss all week. You need to shit on somebody that is a lower station than you. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to take this out on the server or the bartender, the person who... doing nothing but trying to help. (laughs) Our job is hard. I'm just trying to give you liquor so you can calm the fuck down. I'm trying to make you happy. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You just got out, Dick. I'm in the beginning of a 12-hour shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so for you guys, what, what does this movie not cover about the life? I don't know. Like, I, it, it covers the one angle that the three of us haven't seen yet, which is the the the, the child aspect of oh, it, yeah. which is interesting, and I'm interested to see like in my own life how that's going to be because mm-hmm. it's like... You're the closest. Yeah, I mean, like, I, how can you... Like, I don't know. I don't really know if I know any bartenders who have kids. I don't think it really works. There'd be some out there. But like, that's gotta be, that's gotta gotta be a lot. Or if you're not doing it out of desperation, like, like, oh, I bartend at Fridays because my family and I need the money and the wife's Mm. at home. I don't think there's any comfortable bartenders who bartend for money who can have kids. I can't imagine. Because even now, I do all the daytime shifts. I don't make any fucking money. I get to play with liquor, but that's fun. But I yeah. don't make any money working days. Yeah, you got to rock the nights. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the tough thing. That's how it goes. Nights wow. and weekends, always. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. It's it's so um, – it's hell-bent on that relationship, I think, between like Coughlin and them and then like the love aspect of it. Like sometimes you miss the fun inter- – like I think feel like misses the fun interaction between like the back of the house and the front of the house. Oh, yeah. Um, the servers a little bit more. And, like, really. the things. Nah, he was mainly just behind the bar. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the cell block. I don't even know what, what you would even consider that <laughs> as like a bar. A weird like, nightclub like, showcase. Yeah. yeah like our house. One dance floor with like four levels. Where people read poetry. Yeah, and you have yeah, two like people that serving whole dynamic like was on the eighties. But I was people. one in the eighties. Yeah, like I don't know what the fucking cocktail bar. Was. I think like the eighties and nineties still had like almost ruined or seventies, seventies and eighties kind of ruined yeah. cocktail culture. Oh god, yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and you can tell that in the poem and stuff. Some of the drinks that he did always talk about, like the Velvet Hammer, the Alabama mm-hmm. Slammer, you know, what I mean, squirrel, the, the three yeah, yeah, the yeah, like. Um, they're all very like high sugar. Yeah, they're all the sugar bombs. Bombs. Like shaking cream, cream sugar bombs. So like sugar a bombs. lot of the trend. Yeah. yeah, so like I feel like it it embodied that era of it, but like obviously disliking those. Eras. Well, it's it's so like, like oh, I can throw out all these like random names, and you know how to make all these drinks. And now they did a like, frozen daiquiri in the movie. Oh, I know. What yeah, you the blender when you asked goes for a daiquiri, off. I was yeah. so pissed. Yeah, I was like, like oh, it's just blended right away. You know, so it's like, it's interesting to see that time era of it, of like the cocktail culture. Um, I feel like it just shined on that light, but it seems like mm-hmm. an interesting, interesting time. How did I that guess. happen where the daiquiri went from the beautiful thing and then you say daiquiri and someone expects the hurricane. Oh my God. Yeah. And the waste with the flare. There's liquor everywhere. Your pork yeah, house. Your pork house have got to be just through <laughs> the roof. Really? Like, it's through the roof. It's all the watering down. His variance was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a different, just different time. The '80s. They mm-hmm. really brought out like people wanted candy. 
People wanted vodka. They didn't really care. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if it was like the speedballs or the... Um, that might be yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was interesting. But I think like that so very much was like that bar and I think the relationship between... Uh, the relationship between going that like uh, money-making market kind of person and then like grinding it out behind a bar. Like Coglin says, there's workers and there's hustlers. The hustlers always... Mm-hmm. Uh, Forget how it actually goes. Yeah. So what are you, Gabriel? Are you a worker? Or are you a hustler? Workers I'm never a hustle. Worker, hustles never I'm work. not a hustler. I'm really bad at hustling. That I think that I'm too earnest. Yeah, workers never like. It showed both sides of the coin a lot throughout yeah. the movie. I think, and that was just interesting. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't always on the restaurant. It was about the restaurant. A lot. Yeah, it's, I think it's about the, the, uh, it's about service and mm-hmm. flair, less so about drinks, which is what we do. We're recording on top of like a, a cocktail manual right now. And my my uh, notebook. Mm. Of drink recipes makes sense. Seems appropriate. Yeah, yeah. That's I didn't. I did this completely accidentally. <laughs> I can dig it. Um, boys, do you want to do our tests? I think clearly we all love this movie, mm. but let's play the test, Ryan. Would you, yeah, would you care to please the administer the test for you? Um, so, test number one is the bar test. You are walking into a bar. Let's say it's a day like today in northeastern Pennsylvania. Kind of rainy, little, little sad. Like chill. Yeah, little chill in the air. You walk into your local dive bar. Sit down, you order a drink. This is actually on the TV. How do you feel about that? How do you react? What are you drinking? Ryan, well, actually, first of all, can I ask a sub question? Sure. Describe the bartender to me. The bartender? Yes. What's this bartender like? The bartender is in his late 30s, early 40s, kind of like unshaven mm-hmm. kind of thing. Little grizzle just got out of bed like 45 minutes ago, is just opening up the bar. You're the first customer. Mm-hmm. Wanders up. He's amicable. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you having? So I'm going to be like, dude, are you watching fucking Cocktail right now? And if he's like, yeah. I'm gonna oh, no, he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I needed cocktail. to watch Cocktail. Yeah, no, I'm I'm staying there all day. I'm going to ask him to play that movie twice. And I'm just going to be like, <laughs> okay, dude, seriously. So have you been a, I, I would have all the questions for him. Like this, more than Fernet Branca, is my bartender handshake. Like, it's like, oh, you love cocktail? Please let me know. So if that dude, I want to be like, were you bartending in the 80s if you're 40? No, it doesn't make any sense. Like, did you make any of these drinks? Like, do you not make a pink squirrel? I would have a nice time. i just chill out this dude. I think I'd make a friend based on this one bartender watching cocktail, like, automatically. And because it just would feel right, I'm just going to stick with my usual boiler maker. Okay. It just feels right. Just, like, just do a couple shots and just play around with the dude. I bet, like, I could convince that guy to give me a job. Probably. Ryan. Actually, no, Neil. Yeah. Yes. It's a beautiful fucking day. There's no game on. And you have, t- <laughs> you have time. And you walk into a bar, kind of like just killing time. You have like three hours. You walk into the bar and you sit down. You take a look around. Cocktails playing. Same like late 30-ish bartender. He's like, what's up, man? What are you drinking? What do you um, say? Drinking a red eye. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I'm drinking a red eye. If he knows how to make it, I'm going to make a Snarpy Coughlin's Law reference. Okay. And then we're going to have a chuckle and enjoy the movie. Hard. All, All right. right. I think that's a great thing to check out at the bar. I'm probably definitely not moving. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. I would definitely be screwed and be sitting there for the next two hours. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get some angry texts like, where are you? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to do this. Yeah. 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 Scrounging for excuses of, you yeah, know, right. different things. Traffic. What caught me there. Car. Yeah. But I think it would be a great selection. My friend Brian needed help. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Brian, for you? Uh, I would be ecstatic that this was on. <laughs> and I would probably for I'd go for longevity and stick with some Miller High Life and do your kind of thing, like Boilermaker, like a beer mm-hmm. and a shot. If we can get a hobo and a groony, then we're just making it happen. Yes. I'd say like every every like half hour forty five minutes, but like yeah, somebody get a shot of whatever fucking brown. I don't care. Yeah, they do a shot of they're 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 like cognac brandy fans. It seems like they do a shot of Remy yeah. Vsop in the beginning when yeah, he's exactly. out where he says well, I'll stick with the brew. Yeah, beer is for breakfast. Yeah, beers for breakfast around here. If you want to hang out, you drink liquor. Quit. Yeah, get start to drink Remy, or get like, or get walking. Okay. It's Remy Vsop. I'm then really not a blue tray. I need to learn to like brandy because I'm still just I don't really get it still. Like, I, I, I kind of I kind of like it. Um, I made a I made a nice autumn sidecar the other day. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nice, yeah. Was, um, Laird's, uh, Palma, lime juice, um, cinnamon syrup, and two dashes of orange bitters, okay. sugar rim. There you go. Nice. This ridiculously foxy black lady came in and like ordered like six of them. Nice. Yeah. Foxy. Yeah. 
rocks. The dark right. stone fruits. Yes, indeed. Yeah. God, I hope professors don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm going to say we can probably skip past the Katie Katas because we, we all... Okay, you well, fell. Cool. I don't think I'd recommend this to a young <clears throat> aspiring filmmaker, not necessarily, because I think objectively it's kind of a dumb movie. I think, let, let's, let's be clear, it's kind of dumb. It's kind of ridiculous. And when it turns into the drama about trying to win back Jordan, I'm kind of like, ah! <laughs> I would, yeah. I would definitely this recommend special. this to like an yeah. 18, 19 year old because I, I want more people in my industry. <laughs> yeah, I want, that's, more, that's I want more like me. Yeah, if I had a restaurant industry friend who's interested in bartending and wants to be a filmmaker, I'd be like, oh, you got to watch Cocktail. It's, I'd warn them it's terrible, but also it's perfect. It's, uh, it's lighthearted. It's like, it's, purple, it's like Purple Rain. You, like, you can't say that it's really like an incredibly, like, it's a perfect movie, but it's a perfect movie. I would rather watch Cocktail than Purple Rain. But yeah, you know what? That would be a great double feature. Totally. Yeah. I think they keep that in mind for next what, time. What would be the A movie in that one? I think Cocktail. Cocktail would be the A movie. Yeah, you'd have to end on like that. The sexuality and Purple Rain yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't have the kids in that one. All right, gang. We've been talking about Cocktail for a minute here. Um, We're going to wrap that up, and then we're going to play a quick game. And then that's going to be the show. That'll so the in show. the meantime, uh, Daniel, um, do your thing. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good! I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like. And truly, our... You were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know. I fucking killed a woman you like fought? this. Uh, <laughs> you fought? Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host, Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver, you work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping. I was going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host, Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit God girl up his ass? <laughs> then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No, but our one run in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just, we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence the hot-ass Top Gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out. Slow Readers comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. We're back, everyone. Hi, I'm still Gabriel. Still Ryan. Still Neil. You can hear your hands on the table. (laughs) (laughs) We have a guest. Hello, Neil. How's it going, guys? It is wonderful to have you in the studio. Always a pleasure being here, man. So, guys, we're going to play our famous game, the game that has changed the game. Anyway, Ryan. Yes. What's this called? Hero, not a hero. So once upon a time, I discovered that Ryan's code of ethics for what defines a hero is so rigid, you could probably open a bottle on it. Yep. For example, Ryan, who uh, do you think Rocky Dennis of Mask, Eric Stoltz, fucked up face, who is a charmer, he's a kind man, he is decent, he's compassionate, he encourages shared stop doing drugs, and he helps the needy. Is he a hero? Absolutely not. But why, <laughs> Got a fucked up grill, you're a nice guy, but basic human decency is not enough to designate you a hero. And you've since rescinded because of a loophole. But Ryan, is Neil Armstrong first man on the moon? 
um, who risked his life to fly in space. Is he a hero? Not because of that, but uh, Loophole is war hero. Bottom line, Ryan thinks that Loophole. walking on the Loophole. be the first man on the moon doesn't make you a hero. I suppose it makes you a, Christ- a, Christopher Columbus was a hero. Makes you a brave scientist. It makes you Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. It looks good. I can dig it. So now what we do is myself and a guest we will present Ryan with fictional characters, sometimes based on real people, mm-hmm. and we ask Ryan, are they a hero or not a hero? And Ryan, okay. using his inflexible logic with the loophole of military service, he'll decide what's what. Neil, do you want to start? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. <laughs> okay. Uh... Sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Right off the bat. Damn. Wow, there was, there was no lead in. Yeah. No, normally, I give a nice little intro and a lead in. Oh, no. Like, I thought Bill just, fucking Clinton. Just rapid fucking fire this no. Uh, Bill Clinton. Not a hero. No? No. The dude got hit in the White House. That's a hero in my book. Kind of a, <laughs> in the Oval Office. Not only that, but he did four great of, years, like, like, Awesome peace stuff. Yeah, he brought the deficit way some down. Shit, plays a hell of a sax. He undid Good all on the him for that. He brought the deficit did. down. Yes, he I don't know. Like, he put political? us in a great spot, I think. Uh, allegations of sexual pre- uh, predatory nature make me uneasy to call the man. Okay. Now, I would say that kicks him up in the echelon of a hero because last time I checked, nobody else got head in the Oval Office. Oh, no, I'm talking about like that. allegations before. Yeah, like, prior. Before that. No, not, not mine. I mean, let's judge the man on his most current. Sexual. Sexual, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, as, a, as a man who held the office... Um Good on you for doing all that, but I cannot, in good conscience, label the man a hero. Yeah. Okay. I'm not that I personally think he's a hero. I just thought it'd be a fun one. To tell <laughs> not that I think he's a hero, but he's kind of a hero. Okay. All right. All right, Ryan. Here's your next one. Okay. We have if you ourselves. Can top it. <laughs> yeah. If I can top it, we have ourselves a a true man of the streets. Mm. We have perhaps even a modern day Robin Hood. An analog to Patrick Swayze in Point Break. We have a man who defies the law at every turn, but also does it perhaps for the greater good. And at the very least, he does it for family. Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto in the Fast series. Not any one movie. Hero, not a hero. So go on, but I'm going to be honest, the lead up doesn't really change it much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's called showmanship. It's like flipping a bottle, Skip. Fuck it. Bill Clinton. Bill fucking Clinton! Is Dominic Toretto a hero? You know He's what? a hero. Uh, Bull Walker did die, though, so technically he didn't save many people. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Too soon. Damn. Now. Too soon. Ooh. Let the corpse cool <laughs> off a bit. It's on fire, dude. <laughs> They've had two movies. Yeah, and also, the car- Brian, Brian lived. Not So he just drove off into the sunset. That was his brother. Oh, yeah. CGI, you're not, you're think not you're gonna fool. leave without racing me one last time along the coast? This stupid mm-hmm. fucking song. Uh, <laughs> so is Dominic Toretto a hero or not a hero? Leader of outlaws. He fights terrorists sometimes. Mm-hmm. Kind I'm, of. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say he's a hero. All right. He risks his life uh, in service of others and to save his own family and uh, protect them. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say hero. Dominic Toretto. Hero. Hero. Yeah. Neil Armstrong, not a hero. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Um, Neil, do you have any other ones? Do I have another? Any more politicians? Yeah, I feel like one more? The first one was such a winner. <laughs> you you led strong. I gotta go out the gates with this. Uh, no, not at the moment. Okay. You know, I think maybe you, you can more? take it. I have it. one more. Yeah, okay. And if you want to think of one, maybe. I'll think of one. Yeah, let me see if I can come up with something. Okay. Ryan. Hmm. We have an officer of the law. Oh. We have a man whose job is to hunt people, fugitive people. Okay. And perhaps he may or may not lightly force himself on someone who may or may not be human, but he's a man who definitely tries to uncover the truth Mm -hmm. and also to preserve a way of life. Rick Deckard in Blade Runner. Harrison Ford. Hero, not a hero. Ooh, this is tough. Is Rick Deckard a hero or not? What does he do? That's... In the first one, he basically does nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, there's really not really much of a heroic action that he takes throughout the film. Uh, he's just tasked with being an assassin. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a hero. Okay. I mean, it, it, everyone's the hero of their own story. True, course, true, but true. But in the Ryan Snyder rules. In, in my rules, is he a hero? I think even including 2049, does he do anything truly heroic? No, I mean well, he... Theoretically, he in the sequel, he tries to make... He, he abandons his family to keep it alive, but I don't know if that's okay. Let's take up the first one. Yeah, just the first one. I, I don't think there's any like outwardly heroic actions because he's all he's doing is doing his job, which he's been tasked to hunt down and kill androids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the androids are kind of killers, and he does kill at least two of them. One of them? He might exist in this weird... I, don't know, I mean... Who do the... Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he avenges the death of innocent life that has been... Uh, he kills... Had their, um, had their blood spilled. Girl, Hannah. And also the other woman. And, and then Sean Young kills the other woman. Yeah, and then he kills Leon. Yeah, yeah. hero. Yeah, hero. Hero? Hero. Okay. He avenges uh, innocent deaths. So Alright. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say hero. Hmm. There might be an infrastructure deeper that perhaps, I mean, the replicants only do what they have to do to survive. So is he is he killing? What was that poor that, that poor guy who was giving the the test at the beginning? He was oh, just yeah. doing his job. That's true. I mean, not in a Nazi. I was just doing my job way, but he was just all he was doing was administering a test. He was just doing his okay. job. Fair enough. And I was too. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It's been like a thousand years. Yeah. You only have anything else? Or should I yeah, I can go with like a general overall, or we can go single movie with this individual who I think oh. has just shown heroic feet after heroic Let's do feet. It. Give it a lead up to oh, uh, He was so heroic that he actually did turn down a heroic role at one point. Um, spent majority of his entire wealth that he's already accumulated um, on useless artifacts that nobody else would spend their money on them. Um, has a burial, like burial plot in New Orleans um, to keep that economy alive. Which I think are all just big things. The one and only Nicolas Cage. I think uh, real life has, Nicolas Cage. Real life Nicolas Cage. Or let's be honest, he's been turning down heavy hitter roles, so and taking less B movie roles for the other actors to get the limelight. And I think that's just big on him. Did you do that on um, purpose? <laughs> oh fucking no! All right, Nicolas Cage from Con Air. Let's put it that way. He's a con man. Beat the shit. Killed five men outside of a bar. Ex marine, but finds himself on Con Air. Has to make it back. Killed. Like five different, you know, bad guys technically, but they weren't doing anything other than trying to garner their own freedom. You know Didn't I mean? they have they, a terrorist they have been, plot? They have been judged by the, a jury of their peers and have been sentenced for their crimes. Nicholas Cage and Con Air, hero, fucking hero, dude. He's easy well, hero. The well, he stays, I, he stays on the plane. That's why I can't Nicholas Cage in general because I think he's just no bra. <laughs> Every movie he's in, hero. Turned down yeah. Superman role because he just thought he was too. No, he was going to be... I thought Tim Burton canceled it. Yeah, no, it was canceled. He got the voice of Superman, I think, in what? In the Lego movie? Now that Cahill's out, are they thinking about bringing him back? Let's hope so. Cavill. Cavill. Cahill? Cahill. Cavill's the Witcher now, which is pretty exciting. Oh, really? But no. He he stays on the plane to, like, (laughs) protect the female cop and save the guy who needs insulin. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so if you give somebody insulin, you're a hero. Well, he, oh. No, he could have gotten off the plane. He had the option to get off. He decided to stay on, risk his own well-being, mm-hmm. and risk the chance to finally see his daughter to save to more happiness the lives. On. I mean, he kind of ruined the Las Vegas Strip by staying on the plane. I think he saved more lives than were taken that day. Okay. Okay. I agree with you. I can dig it. Thank you. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice analysis of the situation. That's I, 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 Nicholas Cage and Conair. Uh, what's his name in that? I forget. I just know. It's some cool name. Yeah, it's like a he doesn't do it in it. Oh no, it's Poe. Yeah, Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. Like Poe Dameron, like in what's it called? I don't know. Chris Rock. Not Chris Rock. Dave Chappelle's in that movie. Yeah, Dave Chappelle gets thrown out of the air. He gets caught up in the air. I haven't seen that movie currently since like 1997. Dude, I watched. I watched the show Monaghan like two weeks ago. Oh word! I love to rewatch that. Great. Cyrus the virus. Yeah, Cyrus the virus. Yeah. Alright guys, and everyone, that's how you play Hero Not a Hero. If you have any suggestions for Hero Not a Hero, definitely message us, Bill Clinton, message us on Instagram, our name is Sex and Violence Pod. we'd love to have you. And I think that's been our show. Um, plugs? 
Plugs. Uh, you can find myself and Neil every weekend at the bookstore Speakeasy. Come on in, Ooh. drink some gin. We endorse Indoor sin. And uh, give us your money. Uh, we'll talk about cocktail. Maybe we'll try and do the hippie hippie shake. Yeah. Tins don't really bounce that well. I will. I will say the last barman poet. Yeah, Yay. he has it memorized. I can do it. I have memorized it. So yeah, we have uh, we have a new menu coming out in a few weeks. So. Yeah, October sixteenth, new menu rollout, fall winter. We get some fun Should be stuff. Great time. Yeah, got to age black Manhattan. I can't wait to try all these things. Sounds great. Yeah, the age black Manhattan. We've been tasting it. Cool. Camp. That sounds amazing. That's fantastic. You can also find me on Instagram at Tango Like Cash. Pictures of cocktails and my cat and other random goofabouts. You have an Instagram now, don't you? I sadly, a part of me died. Yeah, a part of me died and I'm part of Instagram. Uh, yeah, I follow you now. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm still like, I'm still trying to grasp what's happened. Uh, mm-hmm. I only have three photos uh, to make me seem like I didn't get it to be a stalker. What's the, what's the Instagram name? Get it. Uh, Neil Heimsoff. <laughs> <laughs> all right i didn't know i was signing up yet i was just doing some preliminary kind of check out see what this fucking thing is about and uh, sign me up um so you can catch me at neil Lives, uh, yeah. mainly for cocktails my life's pretty boring besides that um and i don't take photos yeah, so yeah. take photos of them cocktails i can't wait to use it to the best of its ability well, you want to plug your truck. Oh, yeah. Brogies Food Truck. You can follow that too. B-R-O-G-I-E-S Food Truck. It's on Instagram. Oh, follow it. And then we'll be announcing dates and things about where we're going to be if you want to buy some food off my food truck. Yeah. Ryan, did we tell you that apparently we started calling you Brogan Rogan on Slow Readers? Oh, lovely. Yeah, because uh, Daniel was trying to say Ryan Snyder. Then he said Brian Snyder Brogies. So it became Brogan Rogan. Okay. Nice. Like I'll it. take it. Rogan Rogan. Rogan Rogan. Rogan Rogan. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please check out the other Top Gout radio show. It is Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast where Daniel Gonzalez and I discuss literature and literally nothing else ever but literature. It's a good time. Follow that show on Instagram at Slow Readers. Rate and review and subscribe to that one. Give us the stars. And give this show some stars and some ratings and some reviews. Apparently, we've been on a really nice upswing. I think, Ryan, right now, we daily, we're right around like 600. Cool. So things are going pretty well for us. Things are going well. Please review if yeah, you guys. listen this far. Um, we'll give you, we'll give you a pause right now to review the show. Great job, guys. Yeah, We're nice very, very, very grateful. And talk, 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 thank talk. you, Large Neil, words. for being back on the show. Anytime, guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah, we'll, yeah, do, sure. we'll do something like else, it. 80s and masculine. Yeah. Yeah, Would you rather do man. Running Man or Robocop? It's a tough one. I like robots. I also like running. Um, <laughs> so I don't, but you can't go with like a, a good Arnold. That's true. Yeah, you know, I mean, we did do Predator. Awesome. I mean, yeah, you gotta love. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll just do a coin flip. Man. Yeah, yeah, or coin flipping. I'm always yeah, we'll leave the chance. Any mini money mo even? I still use that today. Yeah, I'm a child. It's always the second one, isn't it? Uh, it depends how you do it. Sometimes I increase the speed of the pace, okay. or I increase my hand. I see. Um, either or, I like to throw it on its side. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna let the game. Yeah, you start eating and you go. Yeah, meanie. I won't let the song dictate where I land. You know okay, what I mean? I'm I got nobody's you. puppet, even any mini money mo's. So. All right. That's right, man. That's switch it up. Yeah. So that's been our show. That's been our show. We'll Thanks. see you next week for Burnt. And the end of the 86th list. End of the 86th list. The great time. Bye, and I'll come with a cocktail. Cheerio. This has been a Top Gout Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topgountradio.com.